Network presents Football Time. Hey, and welcome to the Football Time Show. We're here for week three college football recap and review. It was an interesting week, a disappointing week for, uh, well, both of us. <laughs> it was a tough week on the picking side of things, but uh, an interesting college football uh, week overall. Uh, we, I think we know a little bit more about some of these teams here Uh after week three and uh, sort of watching them play uh, over the weekend. But uh, what'd you make a week three dynamite? Well, yeah, you know, we, we talked about how there was a lot of plays last week. I think we let our excitement get the better of us. And uh, I, I know I probably played a few that I shouldn't have. I talked myself into uh, coming off a good week, wanted to have another big week and uh, just <sighs> snap and clear mentality. We're going to get right back to it this week. We're going to get back to our winning ways and the dynamite's going to be booming again next Saturday. All right, so let's get into some of our games of the week uh, review. Let's start out with Cincinnati, Indiana. Cincinnati sort of took control of this game in the second half. Cincinnati ended up winning 38-24. I think this game was a lot, lot closer than this sort of final score indicates. Uh, Really, in that first half, Indiana was dominating the game. Uh, If they had been able to separate uh, just a little bit more, uh, I think they could have pulled this out. And then the – the targeting suspension in the uh, towards mm-hmm. the end, I believe, of that first half, maybe right at the start of the second half, uh, really sort of boosted uh, Cincinnati, and they they managed to hold on. But uh, I, I was a little disappointed in the way Cincinnati uh, came out of look, especially offensively. What did you make of this game, Dynamite? Yeah, I thought Indiana missed out on a huge opportunity to get a good uh, uh, get a jump on Cincinnati. Now they did jump out early, uh, but they had quite the home field advantage. Their crowd was crazy. Uh, got it down to the goal line a couple times, turned it over, kicked a field goal. Uh, really, if they had capitalized on some early opportunities, they could have buried the Cincinnati team earlier in a deficit that I don't think they would have come back from. Um, but like you said, you know, that that best – probably one of their best defensive players getting knocked out right before halftime and uh, Cincinnati getting the score, getting it close closer right before they go into the half. And then uh, that just gave them the momentum to go in and get a good road win at Indiana. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, Indiana, what do you make of them now? Uh, now one and two, uh, lost both those sort of big-time games, you know, Iowa, Cincinnati. I, I thought they looked much, much better in yeah. this game versus Cincinnati. Uh, we- we've seen a lot of the Big Ten teams now. Do you think uh, they can put themselves back into contention in the Big Ten, or do you think uh, we're going to go back to sort of a lot of tough luck losses like this where you think Indiana should win, should play better, but they don't? Yeah, I was actually, you know, this was a really encouraging loss, I think, for Indiana. While they would have uh, needed this win, they actually played a lot better. Um, and I, I think they could compete with the the top dogs in, in the Big Ten for sure. Um, but they just – they can't get too down over this game. They just got to move on uh, uh, and get onto this Big Ten schedule, the rest of this Big Ten schedule. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I, I think – Indiana might be able to contend in the Big Ten from what I saw. From what I saw from Iowa, uh, that that was a flat performance. But this one, you know, a a couple plays here and there, they have that big win over Cincinnati, and uh, we'll see what they can do. Cincinnati, meanwhile, uh, their next big, big game, uh, they're by this week, and then they play Notre Dame. Uh, What do you make of that uh, game? We'll get into the Notre Dame game here in a second, but uh, 
do you think Cincinnati uh, can roll off that and uh, continue this undefeated uh, season? Yeah, I don't think they should get too down about uh, having to come back against Indiana. Like I said, it was a tough road environment, and you know Cincinnati did what they had to do. They had they forced through some uh, bad turnovers early, and they clawed their way back and and got the good win. So uh, I, I think a, a, a week of rest in preparation for Notre Dame and the way Notre Dame's performing, I, I think they have a shot at that one as well. Yeah, definitely so. All right, we'll get into Auburn and Penn State. Penn State pulled this one out 28-20. Uh, I, I think this game sort of played out as we thought. Um, I did think uh, Penn State's quarterback uh, played uh, solid, uh, more solid than he has, especially in big games so far. But uh, – Basically, Penn State was just a little bit better than Auburn. Uh, you know, Auburn's offense, if they aren't capable of running the ball every time, anytime you put the ball in Bo Nix's hands to throw, it's just they aren't going to be successful. I didn't think the defense played particularly great on Auburn's side of things, but uh, tough place to go and win. What'd you make of this game? Yeah, I guess the, the wideout worked for Penn State in this game. Uh, like you said, I think it came down to Bo Nick's performance, and, and we knew it would going in. Uh, I thought we would see a little bit uh, better outcome, and but they just didn't quite have enough to go in and get it done in that environment. Yeah, and, and you know, they, they had a couple chances to drive down, yep. uh, you know, and put themselves either to tie this game or to win this game at various points in that uh, fourth quarter. They couldn't just seem to do it, and I think that's where you come back to the Bo Nix situation. He just – he can't do that. He won that first game of his career three years ago uh, by making that miracle pass, and I don't think yeah. he's let a comeback drive uh, since. So, uh, curious where you uh, see Penn State here. Um, offense is still a l pretty hot and cold. Uh, Clifford did, I mentioned, play better in this one, uh, but uh, I, I think that Penn State uh, defense – Definitely so far from what we've seen in the Big Ten. Uh, I, I think I'm starting to move Penn State up into the same category as, you know, we look at Ohio State and Iowa and uh, Wisconsin here. Yeah, I think uh, they're, they're definitely need some polishing on the offensive side, but their defense has been looking pretty good. But like you said, if they're going to get up in, in the Wisconsin and, and Ohio uh, level, I think they're going to need to produce more offensively to be, uh, be right up there. But, uh, you know, they're undefeated. They're like number six in the country now, so they need to enjoy it and try to keep their momentum going. Yeah. All right, uh, Albert, how do you think this season plays out for them? Uh, you know, they had two cupcakes. This was their tough game. They played okay. Do you think they can uh, be in that contender side of things of the SEC West, or do you think they'll be more on the lower half side of things? Uh, remains to be seen. That, Like I said, after – Alabama, the West gets really cloudy there between A&M, Mississippi State, Auburn, LSU. They're all – really, I could see either one of them finishing second in the con in the division and, and fifth in the division. Uh, so, we'll see where they fall. I, I, like, I like Auburn all around. I think going into this game, they were my pick for the second in the SEC West. And, uh, you know, if Penn State really is that good, maybe Auburn holds, holds that ranking and they move through the season and manage to finish right behind Bama. And, and who knows, uh, Bama looks beatable. We'll get yeah. to that too. Maybe. <laughs> if you can bore them to death in the first quarter and then they uh, turn off. All right, we'll get into the Virginia-North Carolina game. I think this yeah. probably was the uh, biggest disappointment uh, really for the both of us. Uh, Virginia started out real well. We were getting our uh, sort of shootout, but uh, Virginia's defense in the uh, second half 
um, just sort of went away. Uh, the scoring went away a little bit for Virginia, but uh, I think if you had told me Virginia was going to hang uh, 39 on North Carolina on the road, I, I think I still would have uh, rode pretty hard for Virginia to win this game. Uh, they didn't manage to. They gave up 59 points. That's got to be probably the most uh, Broncos given up in quite a while. So uh, what do you make of this North Carolina team? They seem to have uh, found their offense. And uh, what do you make of Virginia here? Yeah, this is not the North Carolina team that we watched week one against Virginia Tech um, because uh, I, I just think they've figured out a rhythm to their offense. You know, they had to replace a lot of pieces offensively, so maybe it just took a little time to get that uh, – just that communication and, and just uh, feel on the field. Because um, I don't know if Virginia Tech's defense is going to be as dominant as we thought it was week one because, you know, we just saw them struggle uh, against West Virginia this past week. So uh, maybe UNC's turned it around offensively and they can uh, pull it around and, and get that ACC. Yeah, uh, they seem to have found a running attack with Ty Chandler, uh, had 20 carries, 200 yards in that game. Uh, Caleb Hood had nine carries for 66 yards. Overall, they had 47 carries for uh, 392 yards. And I, I think it might have been lost a little bit uh, last year that uh, Carolina, while Sam Howell is all flashy and good, uh, was sort of based in the run uh, with those uh, two running backs that are now playing in the NFL and both had pretty good days uh, for the yeah. Jets and uh, Broncos. Uh, uh, so I, I think uh, if they have their running attack like they did the other day, then they can run the, sort of those play action passes and get those uh, big plays down the field. And that's sort of how this game played out. Uh, Virginia's offense uh, still looks really good. Uh, Brandon yeah. Armstrong ended up throwing for uh, 550 yards in this yeah. game. So uh, I, I think Virginia probably maintains. Uh, we'll see how that defense, uh, if it continues to get shredded, or uh, this was just a really good offensive game on the North Carolina side of things. So uh, curious to see how Virginia bounces back after this loss. But uh, Tough one this we, next week. Yeah, uh, maybe we start to push North Carolina uh, back to somewhere on that level that uh, – uh, we thought they were going to be uh, coming into the season here. Okay, uh, next up, uh, this one, uh, Boise State probably should be 3-0. and Somehow is 1-2. and um, Oklahoma State won 21-20. Uh, uh, I hope nobody watched the second half of this game because <laughs> basically nothing happened in the second half. Yeah, I believe that's the halftime score, wasn't it? Yes, we're it was. It. Uh, yes, uh, Oklahoma State got a touchdown with six seconds left to make it 21-20, and uh, that was the game. Uh, <laughs> Boise State uh, missed a field goal there at the end of the game. But um, anyway, uh, what did you make of this? Oklahoma State, uh, I think their combined wins of 3-0 and might be about uh, 12 total points, uh, but they are 3-0. and Boise State, 1-2, uh, and but uh, probably should be 3-0. and So what did you make of this game? Well, you know, this is one where I should have trusted my early uh, preseason prediction. I said this was going to be a down year for Boise, uh, but for some reason I, I thought they would win this game. And uh, Oklahoma State, really good road win. It's it's tough for anybody to go into Boise and come out with a win. And uh, so now, albeit an ugly win, I don't know uh, how impressive Oklahoma State really looked. Uh, but a win is a win, and we'll see how they are moving on. I'm still worried about that offense moving into the Pac-12 or Big 12 schedule. Yeah, I, I I find it really hard to gauge this game. Boise State up with 27, uh, once again blew a big lead, uh, then couldn't find their offense in the second half. 
Oklahoma State legit couldn't find any offense in the second half. They, their quarterback went six for 13 for 82 yards. So I, I don't think we're quite ready to uh, crown them as a uh, big 12 champs here. Uh, they did run the ball for uh, 246 yards. And I, and I will say that's very important for Oklahoma state. Uh, you know, uh, They've had for, I don't know, 20 years now or ever since Gundy's taken over, a really big-time rushing attack. So maybe if they can find their rushing attack, they can sort of get over the hump a little bit offensively. Uh, that being said, they will have to throw for more than 82 yards <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in a game, uh, probably to pull it out. Uh, the only thing on the Boise State side of things, uh, they, they can't seem to find a running attack, and I, I think that's been their main problem. 35 carries, 61 yards, and much like Oklahoma State, uh, their success for numerous years has been uh, built running sort of a pro-style offense out of that running attack, and it, it doesn't seem to be uh, here this year. All right, let's move on to Coastal Carolina and Buffalo. Uh, interesting game, Buffalo. Uh, Played pretty well in this one, uh, but uh, Coastal Carolina comes out with a nice uh, road win, 28-25. Uh, What'd you make of Coastal Carolina going into Buffalo and getting a win here? I honestly thought Coastal would come out and dominate this one, so I'm, I'm actually pretty impressed with Buffalo. They, this actually is probably their best performance on the year so far, even though it wasn't a loss. Um, they they pushed Coastal right to the end of the game and, and almost pulled it out. Had a couple bounces go their way on some big plays. Uh, they fumbled a ball, managed to pick it up and run it in for a score. Uh, but, you know, Coastal got another road win. I guess I, I guess a road win at at Buffalo, you know, that challenging away game, home home field advantage for the Buffalo Bulls. But, uh, I, I honestly, I, I, I expected to see more out of Coastal defensively this year. Their defense has dropped off a bit uh, from last year, and I think that's going to hurt them uh, when they get to some bigger games this year. Yeah, that's a, I'm interested to see how this Coastal's defense really bounces back. Uh, I, I went back and watched this game uh, on a replay, and it, it sort of seemed like Coastal could have scored if they really wanted to. So if this game, you know, was, you know, in that closing minutes and they needed to drive down, they probably could have drove down and score. But I will say uh, – Defensively, they look a little bit weaker, uh, but I, I I think the most impressive thing is I, I think the Buffalo Bulls defense has really played well uh, two weeks in a row. Uh, the offense seems to be a little bit lost uh, from what it was in the years past. Now, you know, they've had NFL-level running backs there for, you know, yeah. probably eight years uh, now. So that always sort of helps you. But uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see how Buffalo does getting into the MAC. Uh, it, it might be a little different where they're built defensively and not offensively. I don't know how that's going to play in these uh, MAC games, you know, when uh, the games get open and uh, fast paced. But uh, definitely sort of uh, more impressed with Buffalo uh, here uh, defensively the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm really excited to see uh, once all these. MAC teams get into conference play because uh, some of them have been going out and really challenging some of these major conference teams. So I'm excited to get to that MAC schedule for sure. Yeah, definitely so. All right. Uh, a heartbreaker coming up for you next. Um, Gosh. Virginia Tech, West Virginia. Uh, yeah, you took the Hokies in this one. And uh, the start of the first half, uh, I, I think you had written this off, but uh, yep. as West Virginia tends to do, uh, they let Virginia Tech back in the game up into the point where Virginia Tech was on the two-yard line, ready to win the game, and yet uh, couldn't quite uh, pull it off. 
kind of interesting the way this played out. I think if Virginia Tech had been sort of focused the whole way through, uh, they probably yeah. run away and blow out this game. But uh, West Virginia jumped on them early and managed to hold off. Uh, what do you what do you make of this game? Yeah, just Virginia Tech getting gashed by some big plays early, and then they had to scrap their way back the whole game, and uh, just couldn't quite do it. And then on that last drive, they uh, they got in their heads a little bit rather than just you know getting the ball in the end zone they were managing clock and trying to figure out how they were going to do things and and they ended up not getting the score and and losing on a fourth down conversion so um but yeah i think you know i think west virginia's first offensive play was a huge run play up the middle for a touchdown and so uh they were behind the eight ball there from the very get-go and really didn't even start to claw back until the end of the second first half yeah uh the only thing you mentioned it, that play calling, uh, you know, on the uh, two, three-yard line, I mentioned to you, I was like, they're going to try to manage it yep. so West Virginia doesn't get the ball back and they get the store. And, you know, they ran two basic run plays up the middle. And I, I think the real killer was that third down play where they, you know, had one receiver out on the route and it had him, uh, the quarterback roll out to that side. If he's not open, <laughs> that play's pretty much dead, and you've just wasted a play on a one-receiver route uh, where you've closed out uh, any chance to uh, sort of ad lib. So, you know, Virginia Tech cost themselves that one, and sort of uh, this one really hurts because uh, yeah. if you look at the ACC, um, I-, I don't think you write Virginia Tech off because – it might be the best team we've seen in the ACC uh, so far, uh, going by what we've seen of pretty much everybody else in there. It, it, it That conference is really, really weak right now. Yeah, uh, you know, and we'll get to it here in a minute. Clemson didn't look very strong, um, and, you know, UNC's starting to power back. So uh, Virginia Tech, you know, they had the advantage over UNC. Now they still have the tiebreaker, but – uh, this thing could get really crowded at the top here because there's about four or five teams right now look like they're all about the same uh, performance and, and talent-wise. So uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll get to the big one, Alabama-Florida. Um, Alabama sort of jumped out on this one uh, pretty big, 21-3. Uh, Florida sort of uh, milked their way back into it by halftime, making it a 21-9. And uh, then – I don't want to say Florida took control, but they they found a way to sort of keep that Alabama offense uh, off the field uh, by basically just running a sort of hybrid option offense where, uh, uh, you know, Jones was running around and uh, basically just running the ball every play. So they found a way to run the ball on Alabama and keep control of the ball. Made this one close at the end, 31-29, and uh, had that uh, two-point conversion to tie it, and that play uh, messed up and was uh, broken from the start. But uh, what did you make of this game? Yeah, uh, the biggest takeaway I have from this is, uh, you know, Alabama had opportunities early to put this thing away pretty quick, uh, but just the inability to run the ball uh, it was something we haven't seen from Alabama in a while. Uh, you know, pretty much their, their most effective run was a little screen out route. And, and then letting the running back or wide receiver run it from there. But anything uh, handed off in between the tackles was just getting stuffed. And then as far as Florida offensively, um, what teams need to do in the future is just force Emory Jones to pass the ball. If you can stop him from running the ball, Florida doesn't have anything offensively. Now, it remains to be seen if uh, Emory Jones is the quarterback the rest of the year. But for now, if you make him throw the ball, he's going to make some mistakes because he does not look good throwing the ball. But Alabama let him run, and uh, therefore Florida was able to stay in this game. Yeah. Uh, how much do you make of it that 
Bama probably shut off a little bit, jumping out 21-3 there. And uh, Florida didn't look like they could do much. And then all of a sudden, they sort of found that little cheat code where they just started pounding run after run after run. How much do you make of that? And how much do you make of it? Maybe this is an Alabama issue here uh, where they struggle uh, sort of stopping a hybrid option type offense here. Um, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell uh, with this team. I think I think uh, Alabama actually, like I said, you know, with their running game, I think they it was their inability to put the game away offensively. I don't know if their defense was the biggest problem in this game. Um, just missing all those weapons that they had. You know, they don't have – I haven't seen uh, – you know, number one draft pick wide receivers or a, number, or a first round running back uh, this year. Now those guys may be in a year or two, but uh, just seem to be struggling to reload a little bit offensively. And I think that was the key in this game. And so uh, if we can slow Alabama down, if you go up against a team that can score, I'm interested to see what Ole Miss can do them in a few weeks. Uh, yeah, they, they might have to stop them on the back end, though, which has uh, been their issues <laughs> in years past. All right, uh, we'll move on to our next game here. Uh, Interesting game. I, I yeah. think we're about really ready to uh, push uh, Kansas State into a, a totally different category here. Uh, hopefully they will be ranked. Uh, I, I don't know if people have been watching college football, but uh, Kansas State has probably been playing better than anyone in college football right now. Uh, they hammered Nevada, and I mean hammered Nevada. They got yeah. up, lined up, and smashed them in the mouth. And uh uh, beat them 38-17. Carson Strong was uh, a solid, but I, I didn't think great in this game. Uh, threw for 262, a touchdown and a pick. Uh, but really what I was amazed at was this uh, Kansas State run game. Once again, lined up, smashed people in the mouth. Uh, we thought maybe Will Howard, uh, a little bit of an issue, but uh, they only had him throw 10 times. Uh, highly efficient, 7-10, to 10, 123. So if you can make uh, seven passes for 123 yards, I think you're doing all right. Uh, ran the ball 48 times for 269 yards. So uh, I, I think this Kansas State team really starts ne needing uh, some love, uh, not just from us, because I, I think we've been pretty bullish on them all year long. Yeah, uh, this, is, this is one of the games that I really talked myself into because of the injury to Skylar Thompson, where I, sh I should have just stayed away. I, I like – I liked both of these teams going in. We were both big on on Kansas State, and I've, I've liked Nevada, but uh, just really impressed with Howard and Kansas State. I thought they were going to struggle offensively in this one, and they just gave it to uh, Nevada. Uh, I think they were 25th in the AP poll today, but still not ranked in the coaches' poll. So uh, maybe some some people are still sleeping on Kansas State, but I, honestly, I I, th I like them to right up there with Oklahoma for the Big 12. Yeah, th this is where I get mad at polls. Uh, you know, they've beaten Stanford and they've beaten Nevada, two teams who uh, we both consider good, mm -hmm. and then nothing. They don't get and moved they in there. Nevada. Yeah, uh, and they killed Stanford. I know. Uh, and, there's, and there's nothing. There's just nothing because it's Kansas State and no one cares. I guarantee you, if Texas had won those two games, they'd be number five in the country and we'd be talking about how they're back. Uh, so that's a little uh, annoying, but uh, you know, that's just sort of how it is if you're Kansas State. Uh, if they win out, somebody will eventually uh, notice that they are uh, undefeated. But uh, another really good win. Uh, Got to say, love that little uh, short running back, Deuce Vaughn. Uh, just gets down there, gets in those little holes that the uh, uh, offensive line creates over the middle and uh, just makes a havoc a reek. So uh, really, really like him. Uh, Kansas State and their little small spark plug running backs. They always seem to find one or two. 
All right, uh, next up, uh, really interesting game. Uh, uh, San Diego State and uh, BYU, now uh, leaders of the uh, Pac-12 <laughs> South. Um, anyway, San Diego State uh, manages to win an overtime game, uh, getting the two-point conversion there, 33-31. Uh, the score doesn't totally tell the story. San Diego State pretty much uh, dominated this game uh, yeah. all the way through until the uh, closing uh, seconds of the game. So uh, really uh, impressive win again for San Diego State. Utah, uh, another tough loss. Uh, how much are you looking down on Utah here, or how much are you just going, you're playing at BYU, then you're coming back playing at uh, San Diego State? Uh, that's a little bit more difficult than I think people uh, think. Yeah, I gave them a pass on the BYU game. I think that was a really tough matchup. Uh, San Diego State, no, I don't think they're quite as good as BYU, but uh, they have impressed me so far this year as well. So two solid teams uh, to lose to, but I, I just, you know, this was a Utah team that I and, and many others thought could win the Pac-12 this year and just not getting the the production out of uh, out of their transfer quarterback. And, and, and you know, San Diego State, I, I give them credit. You know, a lot of people were sleeping on them. They've been getting points all year. Uh, we're getting nine against this Utah team and really and really dominated most of the game. They tried to lose it there at the end, but managed to hang on. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm starting to get worried about Utah. Yeah, uh, they did. Uh, you know, Brewers started once again, you you said, yeah. and played terrible. And they, they brought in uh, the backup, uh, Cameron Rising. Uh he did come in, throw three touchdowns for 153 yards. Uh, his completion percentage was not much better than Brewer's been, but there at least were no turnovers there. Uh, so I'm curious to see uh, how – I'm assuming this guy will start next game. Uh, how Utah does with a new guy behind the helm, and maybe they can sort of find their thing. Uh, the other thing on Utah I've noticed, they haven't run the ball very well uh, yeah. you know, uh, so far this year, and I, I think that has a, a lot to do with it. You know, We've mentioned it with Oklahoma State. We've mentioned it with Boise State. A, a lot of these teams need to be able to run the ball well to really sort of uh, hide uh, their quarterback play and their explosive offense. Uh, meanwhile, San Diego State continues to do what they uh, do, played a good defense once again until sort of the end of the game, uh, managed to run the ball and uh, sort of made the uh, quarterback uh, not uh, a factor. I, I am assuming at some point the quarterback is probably going to have to throw for <laughs> at least 100 yards in a game. But uh, right now, San Diego State has been able to manage it where they can't. Uh, I I'm really curious to see how this Mountain West uh, breaks out. There are a lot of uh, good teams in there. And uh, apparently Utah State, we probably won't review that game, but uh, Utah State is uh, now undefeated and has played uh, three really good games so far. So uh, it should be a really, really interesting Mountain West season. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, this one, you did get a win on. Uh, yeah. It, it wasn't Barely. pretty, but it was a win. Uh, Georgia beat uh, South Carolina 40-13. Uh, the holds true. Don't take conference uh, favorites uh, over 30 <laughs> in conference games. But uh, 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 this wasn't really much of a game. But uh, Georgia went out, uh, found some points, and uh, able to beat up on South Carolina pretty much. Yeah, you know, it was a blowout, but I want to give South Carolina a little bit of love here. They uh, they fought this whole game. Uh, this quarterback they've got has been making some plays. I think he had two passes of 50-plus yards in this one. He did. So, 
So don't sleep on South Carolina moving forward. You may get some good lines with them down the road and, and potential to make some money because I, I think this team has a lot of fight in them, no quit. So good coaching job by the first-year coach. Now they went in, they got their beating at Georgia, but there's some winnable games in the SEC East for sure. Well, I think that was probably the question I was going to ask you. Where do you think this uh, South Carolina team ends up in the SEC East? I think we were both really, really down on them. And uh, then uh, coming out of what we saw versus Kentucky last week, uh, I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm that they could be in and around, you know, under the uh, Georgia-Florida content and uh, be right there, uh, you know, battling for that probably third spot. I don't think they're quite on the uh, Florida level, but uh, I do think they're much better than uh, either of us thought. Well, a little little preview on next week. I'm, I'm eyeballing that matchup at, uh, against Kentucky this next week. Right now, South Carolina is only getting five and a half. I thought it would be a little larger than that. Uh, if that gets around a touchdown or more, I may lean South Carolina here, especially from what we saw in Kentucky Saturday. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, should be interesting to see how this uh, South Carolina team plays. It's uh, yeah. sort of weird because they are very much in the mold of uh, really early uh, Frank Beamer. Uh, you weren't quite alive when Frank first started <laughs> Virginia Tech. Uh, I was a child, but uh, those early Frank Beamer teams that uh, it was never really pretty. Offense wasn't like great, but they'd find a couple plays here and there. Defense was always solid and, uh, you know, uh, special teams were always okay. So uh, they found ways to win games and uh, uh, Beamer's son, now South Carolina's coach, uh, seems to have them playing in that same type of mold. So it'll be interesting to see how this uh, South Carolina team progresses this year and in future years. I, yeah. I'm curious if he can build this into sort of a, a stabilized program like uh, Virginia Tech uh, became. All right, uh, the big upset of the day and your boys. Yeah, yeah my Bulldogs. State. Uh, you called it in our previous season that Fresno State was going to be really uh, – pretty good this year uh have probably played oregon tougher than anybody uh yep. might all year long and uh went down to ucla and won this game 40 37 in a really really good uh entertaining game here but uh good win by fresno uh ucla uh got off to a really uh sort of slow start here and uh tried to make a push at the end do you think that buy helped them i think it hurt them a little bit uh with the way they came out i, I think yeah. uh they started out just too slow and couldn't fight their way back. Yeah, they lost a lot of their momentum they got in week one and uh, just took a little bit too long to get going. Had this game gone another quarter, they probably would have got the win. Uh, but I tell you what, this is actually, you know, who's probably happy from this result is Oregon. Uh, I think they they can be a little bit more confident now and not be a, not be looking back at that almost loss in week one to Fresno because this is a good Fresno team. And um, they're going to be right there in, uh, in, in it with these these big boys. Yeah, uh, the I, I can't say it enough. I think the Mountain West is going to be very good conference. The most entertaining conference to watch. Uh, I here. tell you, I tell you what, I would probably rank the Mountain West over the both the Pac-12 and the Big 12. I I think so right now with these teams. Yeah. I mean, you're staring at it where Boise State is one and two and could very easily just be three and zero oh in this as well. So it, it's going to be a really good uh, Mountain West uh, season. I, I will say, once again, the Pac-12 uh, gets hurt a little here. Um, you know, we're getting to the Arizona State loss. Uh, they just – there seems to be one really good team and then a, a couple uh, – we don't know what we're getting on a chosen Saturday teams here. Well, what the, where this will hurt them is if there ends up being 
three or four other undefeated teams uh, that could potentially keep Oregon out because of just the the weak conference. Uh, now we'll see how it plays out. Uh, you know, Clemson's already got a loss. Ohio State's already got a loss. So uh, we'll, we'll see get to their bad games <laughs> coming up as well. So we'll see how the rest of the year plays out. But uh, really, Oregon's their only hope at national recognition now. Yeah. Uh, Arizona State, BYU. Um, Arizona State went in there and really wasn't in it, uh, basically, from the start. BYU took control. Uh, Arizona State made a little push in that third quarter, but uh, basically BYU shut them down offensively and uh, just uh, ran it down their throats uh, on yeah. the – on that side of thing, uh, Jaron Hall continues to play pretty, pretty well, uh, you know, and so, uh, what do you make of this BYU team is they're only, I don't know what their new ranking is, but they're, they were 23 yeah. coming into last week. And honestly, I, I think this team might be a little better than last year's team. Yeah. Uh, you know, they keep surprising me. This was, this was one team going into the year. I really had no idea where they were going to fall, but they, they, uh, they've impressed and, and definitely, played better than I thought they would. I thought Arizona State would get this W today, and BYU just handled their business. So, yeah, they, they keep winning. So, Arizona State, are, are you down on them any, or you think it's just sort of what we thought? Uh, they, they can play good in the big games, and then they can play just flat like they did uh, today. Well, if I looked at the schedule right, I think they're playing a team that doesn't score at all this next week. I think yes. they play Colorado Saturday. So if they score three points, they should win this weekend. <laughs> they need seven. Uh, Colorado did manage a, a, a couple points versus uh, A&M. Uh, not versus Minnesota, which is highly confusing. But uh, anyway, uh, I'll be interested to see how Arizona State responds after uh, this loss. All right. Yeah, I- uh, Sorry, I was, I was I was expecting more out of their offense yeah. this year. You know, I mean, this was a team that was just throwing up, you know, 40 spots against a whole bunch of people last year and just haven't really seen it this year. Yeah, uh, th- that's what I'd say. It wasn't just the BYU game. There are two wins before this. The offense, I, I wouldn't say, has been impressive. Uh, but uh, somebody's offense who was impressive, who I, I don't think uh, was coming up, uh, Washington, uh, 52 points over uh, Arkansas State here. I, I think we thought Arkansas State might go in there and uh, prove something, uh, but uh, Washington got some offense, and uh, amazingly, that wins football games. Yeah, I, I, I stayed away with this one, but I, I believe you took it. Uh, but we were both eyeballing it all week last week, and just from what we saw in Arkansas State against Memphis, we thought they would be a little bit more competitive against a, a just anemic offense at Washington, but they found it. And, you know, maybe that's just a terrible Arkansas State defense. We'll see. Uh, Washington's got an interesting matchup hosting Cal this weekend, so I'm yeah, interested to see uh, how that don't goes. Don't expect points in that one. Yeah, I'm, Cal's, getting, <laughs> Cal's getting seven right now, so I'm eyeballing that one really hard. Yeah, uh, I, I will say Washington still threw two picks in this game. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they go forward. But uh, it, it – it was nice to see that they were capable of uh, scoring at least 20 in a game. I don't know if they will do it the rest of the year, but uh, at least they showed there was a little life there. All right, uh, the Notre Dame-Purdue game, uh, 27-13. Uh, Notre Dame really just sort of uh, took control of this game in the fourth quarter. Uh, 
Really? I've watched all three of Notre Dame's games so far. I I thought this was sort of the best they had played uh, so far this year. Uh, I I think Purdue got a little bit more hurt than I thought uh, with their uh, running back out. And uh, the the two quarterback flip-floppy thing didn't seem to work out quite as great uh, this week. But uh, I I did think uh, this was the best I'd seen Notre Dame play so far this year. Yeah, uh, I I thought Purdue was going to go in and be a little bit more competitive. Notre Dame, uh, they bounced back from two close wins and and really performed a lot better. Offensive looked a lot better in this one. So, uh, they've got another tough matchup this coming week, I believe. Yeah, Wisconsin. Yes, Wisconsin. Um, So, uh, and that's going into Wisconsin, I believe. Yes. Uh, So, uh, that's going to be a tough one, and uh, we'll see how they can do. Uh, You know, they – this – They've had a really tough schedule so far this year. I'll give yeah. them credit. They're they're at least getting the W's. Yeah, they're they're getting the W's. If they win this one and then the uh, Cincinnati one the the week after that, uh, you know we we we, we might not wait, like the way it's looked, uh, but mm-hmm. that's four wins over four quality teams. The uh, Toledo result this week uh, not being. I, I still think they're a quality team. I think it was just probably a tough bounce back game after uh, sort of throwing away that game at Notre Dame. You're about to probably get the biggest win in your school's history and yeah. then blow it, and then you got to come back and play a sorry Colorado State team but uh, uh, I, I did say uh, this was easily the best performance I'd seen Notre Dame uh, do so far this year uh, next up uh, not the best performance uh, Oklahoma Nebraska um, 23-16 I, I, I'm still having questions about Spencer Rattler here we, we keep hearing the press and we keep hearing the propaganda about how great Spencer Rattler is and then I physically watch him play quarterback and it's not Jalen Hurts. It's not Baker Mayfield. It's not Kyler Murray. It's levels no. below that. Uh, so, you know, they get the win. Uh, I, I think this Nebraska defense has sort of found its uh, way and uh, might be able to throw them uh, a little bit more in contention in Big Ten games. Uh, the offense still is a work in progress. But uh, I, I think the question here is what do you make of this Oklahoma team? Yeah, well, if I remember correctly, it took Rattler a little bit uh, to get going last year as well. So maybe it's just me when he started playing bad Big Twelve uh, defenses. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, but so I, this is—I think Oklahoma's probably been one of the biggest disappointments this year. Uh, they brought every everybody back from last year's team, and then brought in more talent from other teams uh, in the transfer portal and. I was expecting a big turnaround from Oklahoma and just really take that next step. And they have shown that they can't do that. And uh, even defensively, I thought they would be better. And they let a terrible offense in Nebraska almost beat them. Yeah, uh, they took that ridiculous uh, pick uh, to close out this game. So uh, if I was Oklahoma, I'd be worried moving into this. There's, There's some teams that are capable of beating them on their schedule. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see how they do in this Big 12. I, I think as well. There are definitely teams in the Big 12 uh, who can uh, manhandle them. Uh, aforementioned uh, Kansas State, who's uh, yeah. beaten them two years in a row uh, with probably much lesser teams than the one they mm-hmm. have now. So uh, be curious to see how this Oklahoma team uh, offense comes together because it, it's certainly not as – uh, explosive as it has been. Uh, speaking of offenses who are no longer explosive. Yeah. Um, 
Woo, uh, Clemson, 14-8. Uh, uh, I know they tried to blame the weather delay here for the reason their offense was bad, uh, but I hate to break it to them. They had their offense points. has been bad all year. Yeah, they had seven points going into halftime right before the weather delay hit. So uh, Clemson offense, really, really bad. Uh, had to get a, a goal line stop uh, on Georgia Tech to win this game. Defensively, I think they can keep themselves in every game. But uh, if you're only managing 14 points versus Georgia Tech, uh, I sense some trouble here. Yeah, and, and, you know, we were talking about it earlier. There's some, you know, maybe not tier one teams in the ACC, but there's a lot of teams that are creeping up uh, that could potentially knock off Clemson uh, that are at that level. You know, they're going to have to score points if they want to beat a UNC or a Virginia or even a Virginia Tech. And right now, their their offense is just they're not figuring anything out. And and big big drop off. I don't think uh, DJ Uyunglele is as good as they uh, were hoping. Uh, he he stepped in some last year. Now he had I think some better weapons to throw to last year. Uh, but they've still got a lot of talent on this team, and they need to figure it out quick. Yeah, uh, I I don't know how big a factor the uh, offensive line is really playing, and how bad DJ's playing. Um, his Dr Pepper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sponsor might uh, pull out when they realize he's not very good. I don't think they've even filmed his commercial yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the running game continues to be a struggle for Clemson as well. But once again, I don't know how much of a factor is that on the uh, running backs and how much of that is on the offensive line, which is really, really poor. Um, and you mentioned it. They, they're going to have to score points. Uh, yeah. First teams like North Carolina and Virginia. You, you can't rely on holding somebody to eight <laughs> yeah. every week. Uh, you will have to be in the 20s. And right now, I don't know if this team uh, can get in the 20s. I mean, even uh, the week before uh, when they played a, a, you know, a bad South Carolina State team, uh, they only had about 20 points in that first half. Uh, so it, it, it just seems like... The offense is a really, really bad uh, struggle right now. So it, it'll be interesting to see how this Clemson uh, season ends up playing out. Uh, right now, they are nowhere near the uh, top, top level uh, yeah. of uh, these teams. Uh, speaking of teams bouncing back off a loss and, and didn't look great, uh, Ohio State played Tulsa. This was uh, pretty much a game all the way through about the uh, midpoint of the uh, uh, fourth quarter here uh, when uh, Ohio State tacked on two touchdowns late. But uh, uh, this was a 27-20 game <laughs> with about five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So uh, defense continues to be an issue for Ohio State. Uh, I know they said uh, the D coordinator wasn't even calling plays this week. I, on the sideline, it was Rhodes or the uh, other uh, – young guy i can't remember his name um and honestly i didn't think the offense looked all that great uh this week either uh i thought stroud uh, struggled once again so uh what are you making of this ohio state team yeah they're they're trying to make uh changes defensively on this team that normally teams would do over the off season with a whole year to prepare uh they pretty much said they wanted to go to a vanilla playbook this week and it, it didn't really uh it really didn't help them a whole lot. Uh, you know, this isn't a great Tulsa team. Uh, they look terrible in week one, but they've actually performed pretty solid the last couple of weeks. Uh, but, um, yeah, Ohio State should be worried. There's some more tough games on their schedule, and uh, they're going to have to stop some people if they want to get a win. They just can't outscore people. 
Yeah, uh, I'm very interested. You mentioned that uh, they have Akron uh, coming up, yep. but then it's uh, that at Rutgers game becomes a, a little bit more interesting from what we've seen at Rutgers. Then they play Maryland, then they're at Indiana and versus Penn State. So, you know, if they haven't sort of fixed issues, uh, I think it'll be difficult for them to come through there uh, unscathed without a loss. So uh, yeah. it's... It's interesting just to see what this uh, Buckeyes team is going to do. The other thing I think about is, is, you know, Ohio State's so used to being undefeated in that playoff picture. You know, how many of these guys are going to, you know, keep pushing throughout this year if they come across any more struggles? Yeah, definitely so. If they get behind early in a game, you know, they're going to be thinking, oh, we've lost this one, what's the point? And uh, it's going to be a real challenge uh, for Ryan Day to keep this team going and uh, still try to get that Big Ten title. Yeah. All right. Uh, next game, uh, upset special. I had it. Uh, I think you wanted to have it and uh, you sort of yeah. talked yourself out of it. But uh, Western Michigan 44, Pitt 41. Uh, sadly, uh, Kenny Pickett's Heisman Trophy run uh, probably came to a close this week. Uh, he did throw for a lot of yards. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, Western Michigan went in there and really just was the better team the whole game. They started with a lead, and every time Pitt tried to score, Western Michigan came back and scored. So uh, what do you make of this Pitt team here? Well, we, we knew this Western, uh, this Pitt defense was bad, and uh, they, they showed that they were bad this past week. Um, so, yeah, I think Pitt's going to Pitt. I think they're going to be right there seven, maybe eight wins, yeah. you know, probably – uh, four or five spots back in the ACC. I don't. I don't see them taking that big step this year. Yeah, I. I, I want. I think last week, even after the Tennessee win, uh, though they should have lost, um, everybody was sort of putting them in the uh, sort of tier right below Clemson, and I don't think they're in that tier. No. I think they're in the tier, probably hovering more in the uh, Louisville, Georgia Tech, you know, range, and maybe on a an odd Saturday, they might spike a upset win, but I also think this is entirely capable where they yep. go home off a Tennessee win and lose to Western Michigan. So uh, they sort of are what we both thought they were, I think um, more than anything in this game, but uh, at least uh, we don't have to hear pit rhetoric for probably six weeks. <laughs> All yeah. right. Uh, next up, uh, speaking of ACC uh, <laughs> down, um, Basement ACC. Yeah, team. Uh, I think it's easily the worst team I've seen. Um, Wake won 35 14 over Florida State. And uh, I, I think that score was being generous uh, yep. with the way Wake sort of uh, shut it down after that third quarter. And they knew Florida State had nothing to offer. Uh, you know, we've touched it on Florida State. I don't think we need to talk about them too much anymore. Uh, they are what they are. Uh, but this Wake team, I'm interested. Uh, I think the ACC is a little open and uh, you know, we mentioned Pitt uh, not being in that category. What do we think of wake? Do you think they can uh, make that move into that uh, category? Uh, or do you think this schedule has been a little soft and uh, they're looking better than they really are? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, we'll know after this next week, uh, yeah, they're we going will. in, they're going on the road to Virginia, really high powered offense. Uh, you know, Virginia just came off a tough loss, but uh, I think they still looked good. And, you know, Brendan Armstrong showing to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country. So if, if Wake can go on the road and get a win there, yeah, uh, everybody better wake up uh, on Wake. But Florida State, gosh, uh, just how far they have fallen, uh, you know, growing up, 
in the nineties and, and early two thousands and even, you know, the Jameis years just so used to Florida State being dominant and this is the worst I've seen them in my lifetime. And only only two and a half point uh uh dogs to to Louisville this coming week. And I, I think Louisville's a much better team than Florida State. And I think we, you know, I should have jumped all over this Wake line because I think it was only, you know, a four point spread for Wake. And uh Wake pretty much just uh, broke raced him from beginning to end in that game. Yeah, uh, it, it it was just uh, – I, I should have, uh, like you said, jumped on that one as well. I was lazy, and then I just threw him in a parlay. Uh, when I, I think we even discussed it on Thursday, and you were like, what do you think of this Wake game? And I was like, Wake will score 35, 40 points on him, and it'll be over. And I, I sort of ignored my own advice here. But uh, anyway, I, I'm really curious to see this Wake West uh, – Wake – Wake Virginia game. There we go. Yeah. We got it out uh, uh, this Saturday. So uh, I, I'm really interested to see where what level Wake is at uh, in the ACC here. I think it's a good separator for both of those teams as far as where they're going to fall at the end of the year in the ACC standings. Yeah. All right. Uh, lastly, Mississippi State Memphis. Uh, this one ended on a, a little bit of controversy, uh, but uh, Memphis pulled out the win 31 29 here. What'd you make of this game? Oh gosh, that this all came down to that ending. Uh, just that punt, you know. Yeah, he probably should have kept his hand on the ball longer, but his knee was on the ground too. So, uh, just another one of the terrible calls. We had a lot of really bad uh, officiating over the weekend in college games and in NFL games. It was just a terrible officiating week, and I think this caps them all off because it cost Mississippi State the game. Yeah. Uh- the, the picking of the putt, I didn't have a problem with, but if you watch it, the ref comes in there and is blowing it down. And, you know, once the ref comes in there and blows it down, there's not much you can do. I, I mean, I, I do think more teams should try that when somebody slaps down the putt, go and pick it up because it's, it's, a, it's a free run because uh, you always get it where that spot was hit and you can't fumble the ball. Uh, but uh, teams don't really do it. The Memphis guy smartly did it, but the problem was uh, the ref, didn't know he was going to do it and blew the plate in. And then was like, oh, whoops. And then they just don't know what to do. But uh, I thought this was a pretty entertaining and well-played game from both sides. Um, yeah. You know, it's probably about where Mississippi State's level is. It's probably around Memphis. And Memphis's level is probably around, a, you know, sort of a mid-tier uh, SEC team. So uh, They both have good games coming up this weekend as well. Yeah, they do. Uh, that that should be a, a a good week. I think it'll be a good week again this week. So uh, should yeah. be entertaining to see how it does. All right, uh, we went through our reviews and now we have to get into our picks a little bit here. Uh, tough week uh, for the Dynamite coming off his hot week the week before. Uh, went four and thirteen on the week. Uh, did have one and one on the uh, uh, midweek uh, games, but uh, you got losses in New Mexico, uh, plus 29 and a half. Toledo, 14 and a half. Uh, Colorado, uh, minus two. Auburn, plus six. Yeah, I, I still have to read. Uh, Virginia, plus nine. <laughs> Boise State, minus four and a half. Uh, San Jose, sadly, six and a half. Uh, that was a tough one for the both of us. Uh, Coastal, minus 13 and a half. Marshall, minus 10. Uh, Northern Illinois, plus 27. That probably was your worst one of the week, I think. Uh, Virginia Tech, uh, plus three. That one was probably the hardest one to take. <laughs> Uh, Alabama 15 and a half, Nevada minus two, and your wins. Uh, there were some in here. Uh, you got the good Cincinnati win minus three and a half, uh, San Diego State plus nine, South Carolina plus 32, and Fresno State. See, you closed out in a hot streak here. 
uh, plus 11 and a half for UCLA. That made you four and 13 on the week. And on the season, you're 25, 26 of one. So only one game off the being back we're, over 500. We're, we're coming back. Dynamite's going to be back this next weekend. Yeah. All right. Uh, I didn't have much uh, better luck uh, this week. Uh, lost all my parlays. Lost three of them by uh, one game. So that's always a, a fun ride. Uh, overall, I, I went 5-10 and 10 on my picks. One UConn. Uh, it's always fun to get a UConn uh, win. Lost uh, Purdue, uh, one UMass plus 22. In a world where I win both UConn and UMass, uh, <laughs> I have a bad week. Uh, that uh, seems to defy logic. Uh, lost Kansas plus 18. Uh, lost USC, uh, Washington State plus eight and a half. Won the Duke one plus two and a half. Uh, lost Ball State plus seven. Uh, we didn't get into Wyoming, but uh, all of a sudden, Wyoming has offense. Uh, I don't know where that's come from, but uh, that just adds another team into that Mountain <laughs> West. Yep. Uh, that might be pretty good as well. Uh, Georgia Southern Arkansas under just missed at 52 and a half. Uh, Arkansas State plus 16 was a loser. San Diego State plus eight was a winner. Uh, Charlotte uh, finally uh, luck ran out of there. Couldn't get the win at Georgia State. Uh, lost that one at plus four. Virginia plus eight was a loser. Uh, UNLV couldn't find my uh, token last second fourth quarter touchdowns to cover that uh, 31 and a half point spread. That was a loser. BYU plus four was a winner. And uh, we mentioned the San Jose State uh, minus seven uh, would have helped uh, score a couple more points there in the second half. Well, I think the receiver was dropping their receivers were dropping every other pass in that well, game. Well, so. that's probably because they were on a beach sipping Mai Tais uh, for a week. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, tough week for me, 5-10. Uh, started out the season pretty slow at 21-28-2 on the year. I did go 1-0 and uh, during the uh, midweek games. Uh, I got a nice little Illinois uh, victory there. So uh, slow start uh on the season for me, we'll see if we can uh, find a rhythm here uh, coming into the week. I have been decent in the NFL. So uh, right now, right NFL, stay away from college. <laughs> All right. Uh, that pretty much uh, sums up the show. We'll be back yep. uh, Thursday uh, to get into week four games and uh, our week four picks. Be sure to like and subscribe. As always, Dynamite David, Champ Chesterfield, that's our show, and we're out. Mike Network presents Football Time. <laughs>